This episode of Couch Communion is dedicated to all the women who have cared for us in our lives, and there's a lot of them. Our moms, stepmoms, friends' moms, aunts, grandmas, teachers, and so many other strong, caring women who showed us what it really means to be fiercely loving. We love you guys. we intro <laughs> i guess we've forgotten how to do everything hi everyone hi everyone <laughs> oh hey we didn't see you there we've just come on we've in just been, sit down yeah we've just been over here um hanging out <laughs> for a couple months you know although i think this is episode well i can't say that this is in my files episode 40 yeah that should be right um 39 though has not been posted and might be the lost episode i think it's no please post this as episode 40 40 (laughs) 39 will just be the lost episode it'll it it, it'll appear someday one day one day our top tier patreon subscribers whenever we do that (laughs) it'll be like um my brother my brother and me skipped episode 420 (laughs) That's and great. then put it in later on. <laughs> That's great. I was looking back on our Instagram today because I made a post that we were recording. I don't know if you saw it. Um, I haven't been on Instagram at all today. No. My, our last Instagram post <laughs> was I like, posted. this episode's gonna happen. Uh, yeah. No, well, no, it was um, a spoiler free uh, preview of the episode. So it's things that we talked about out of context. <laughs> And no one will ever know what any of it meant. It's the lost episode. I was flipping through and I was like, what did that even mean? I don't remember us talking about that. I gotta look at it now. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-mm. I don't... Oh, I don't. wait. Yes, I do. If it's the Michael Scott one, yes, I do. Well, I really actually need that episode to get edited because we that was when we talked about the Steve Bannon picture where he quotes himself on a thing in the background. That's, <laughs> That's what, the, what it was. The Steve Crow one was. was. Well, I need here's that the episode thing. to exist. I, I, I need it to exist too, but here's the thing. The Steve Bannon part was in the first part that didn't get recorded. Yeah. But then we redid it. We did, but I don't. I don't know if we really did it justice. As <laughs> I don't know the first because the first time was beautiful because it was the first time we were seeing it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that episode. It makes me angry thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just. <laughs> and he's watching turning red. And <laughs> no, it's making me angry thinking about the fact that we didn't record that. I know. I know. My act okay, so my actual spare change. Let me. Um, hey, should we actually did not do an intro though? Oh, I'm sorry. Hi everyone. <laughs> Hi everyone. <laughs> I'm Jordan. I'm Sarah. This is Couch Communion. Uh, we're back in the saddle again. That's our singing for the episode. We're back. 
<laughs> we have forgotten how to do everything. And that's okay. You know? <laughs> no one's paying us to do this, so we can do you know, what we want. That's true. No one Thank is paying you. us to do this. No, they should. <laughs> um, I did want to say this before I completely forget. So two of our friends uh, from college, shout out Matt and Lindy, uh, Squatch fam. We, Squatch call. Uh, Squatch call? They started a podcast called The Band Stands, S-T-A-N-S, not band, well. Um, and they talk about music, and I would really love to have them as a guest on our podcast, and we can talk about Christian music, because... There's a lot to unpack there. There's a lot to unpack there. And I would love to talk about Grace Baldridge, slash yeah. similar. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And we never have, so I think that would be interesting. And I, w- I just want to hear what they have to say about it, honestly. I'm- also, I would just love to sit and have a conversation with them, because it's been... Literal years. I miss them. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So that's super exciting. Um, I have to say, and this is genuine. This is not because we're trying to get them on the podcast. This is not, I'm not sucking up right now. This is Mm -hmm. truth. Probably uh, in my, in my uh, top 10 favorite people from college. Those two. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my actual spare change (laughs) Um, we've been, <clears throat> we've been throwing out dimes. This is a quarter. Yeah. This is a whole, it's a, this is a half this dollar, be a half dollar, <laughs> a whole half dollar deep in these couch cushions. Someone, I think this was on the new evangelicals Facebook page. They posted deconstruction bingo. You oh, can't see no. that through my thing. Oh no. <laughs> so I think Please we should play really quick. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saved it. So. Now, this won't be, like, actual bingo, because our cards are both the The same. same. They're not, like, scrambled. But that's okay. This is for kicks and giggles. This isn't a a dollar in the couch cushions. This is only 50 cents, so it's not that good. (laughs) (laughs) This is not a professional-level bingo. All right. Do you want to back and forth? Uh, Yeah. So everything that's in quotes are things that people have said to you. Okay. Um, okay, so the first one is uh, someone says to you, I'm sorry the church hurt you, but dot, dot, dot. Yep. I don't know that anyone's actually ever said that to me, so I'm counting myself lucky. We don't want to get into the rabbit hole of the people who have said that to me, so. Okay. Mm <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, reading your first Rachel Held Evans book. Yep. Ding, ding, ding. That's Actually, today... started it all. <laughs> yeah. Um, th- uh, there was a post from uh, Will Berry uh, on Facebook. He was talking about, like, the different types of ev- of uh, Episcopalians. Mm-hmm. And um, one of them... Oh, I'm going to have to find it. Uh, yeah, so it was Episcopal subtypes. Uh, like, something like traditionalist. It's all about the beauty and f- tradition. Broad church liberal. Barbara Brown Taylor is a saint. Um, <laughs> a missioner, missioner planter. Fresh expressions, baby. Um, Eco paleon. It's all about celebrating creation. And then mm-hmm. post post evangelical paleon. Rachel Held Evans brought me here. <laughs> me 
<laughs> yeah, so true. Number three, someone saying, you just want to sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's never happened to me. Um, well, here's the thing. I don't know that anyone has ever said that to me directly, but I feel like I've watched enough anti-deconstruction videos. So I don't know if I can really mark that one, but... <laughs> Uh, planning a better, less toxic church in your head. Yep. Every day. Did that this morning. The one that really called us out. Scrapping those plans and deciding to lose money <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> because no one is paying us to do this. <laughs> Who would? Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, choosing to destroy some problematic books instead of donating them. Oh, I, I thought about it. I've but I can't it. destroy a book. I can't do it. Uh, me. This is me talking. I've done it. What book? I don't want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> this one I don't know. Learning what PSA is and that it's pretty new and just one of many. I don't know what that is either. Googly, Google, Googly, Google. I got it. Hold on. Penal substitutionary atonement. Oh, theory that is relatively new that has only just uh, only arrived after several centuries of Christian thought and debate on the topic. PSA would never have been formulated if not for those previous theories of atonement which came before it. Blah 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 blah. PSA theory says that God's wrath was so great against mankind's sil sinfulness that Jesus had to come and take a bullet for us, receiving the full fury of God's burning wrath on the cross, so that now God can love us and forgive us. In this view, Jesus right. mostly saves us from his father, not from our sins or from hell. Ooh. This also I think we talked about that. God is a monster. I don't, I don't know that On we talked about this specifically. Maybe not specifically. But I'm trying to... But, this, but the, it paints God as someone who responds to a children, his children with anger and fierce violence rather than with love and compassion. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Okay. okay. So, well, um, I've now well, learned what I've now PSA learned. is <laughs> that it's pretty new and just one of many. Check. Um, someone saying the Bible is clear. Mm -hmm. yeah. my, mm -hmm. my mom has said that one to me a lot. <laughs> oh, mine too. Yeah. I'm pretty sure many members of my family. It says right there in the Bible if you just read it. <laughs> does it? Does it just? Say that? Does it? <laughs> Is it? Uh, someone saying, I follow Orthodox Christian beliefs. Mm -mm. Uh, not those direct words, but mm -hmm. the idea. But yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I can see how that would happen to you a lot more than me. Yeah. Uh, someone saying, you were probably never a real Christian to begin with. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> I don't know that anyone's ever said that to me, but confession time, couch confession, I've said that about other people in my past. Ooh. Oof. And I, it doesn't feel good to admit that. Yeah. I've probably said similar. Yeah. I feel like it's just one of those things of like when you believe something and other people don't or go from believing it to not believing it. It's hard to rationalize mm -hmm. that in your mind. Yeah. So I'm guilty of saying that. My apologies. <laughs> um, seeking out therapy that is not faith-based. Big old check mark. Percent. Oh yeah. Oh oh, yeah. Uh, listeners. Yeah. The announcement in the past month and two months, 
month and a half. I don't know that we've uh-huh. been gone. Jordan started therapy. Yeah. And you know what? I like it. Yay. That's good. It's going to help me break down some trauma. I'm very proud. I'm very excited. I don't know why. I I probably shouldn't like be that excited for other people to do therapy, but like I think I you am. should. I want to talk about it. I want to hear what's going on. No, but <laughs> Not that I you mean, ever have to tell me about your therapy, but No, I love to. I, you know, I think it's good that we talk about I think it's good to normalize. So I think Yeah. Yeah. Um so far everyone that I have told that I am in therapy or that I've started therapy has been like, oh, great. That's so great. Good for you. Which on the one Mm -hmm. hand is like really great because people are very supportive. But then to me, you know, my brain on the back end goes, they really wanted me to do therapy. (laughs) (laughs) They really thought I needed it. You should talk to about that. My therapist. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But um, uh, Um, somebody saying, let's talk about this another time. How about coffee? Not coffee, but uh, over, like, meal. Like, we'll get set dinner sometime, you know. Yeah. I think, thankfully, no. So, Um, someone saying, have you tried my denomination yet? Mm -hmm. Also no, thankfully. Mm -hmm. I don't think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, um... It, it, well, I've gotten two versions of it. The first being, well, have you done RCIA yet? And then the other being, uh, when did you convert? <laughs> Was it before or after you got married? Uh, to being a Baptist or to being to, Catholic? To being a Catholic, which I am not. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah. Mm-mm. No. <sighs> uh, literally any phrase that includes the word woke. Yep. Bingo. I got a free oh, space. Good job. That was with the free space, though. Oh. You win. <laughs> we can finish it up, though. <laughs> oh, God said it. I believe it. That settles it. Check. Mm-hmm. Reconsidering biblical infallibility. Check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Writing a letter to your church, sending it optional. <laughs> no, but. Does the Pope count? This is good. Uh, it's a church. No, he's the church, right? He I don't know. is the no, church. Oh, gosh. No, that's no. so not right. That's <laughs> no, no, so no, no, not no. right. Um, this is giving me ideas. Apologizing to a queer friend or family member. I feel like all the couch confessions we've done on here is yeah. <laughs> apology yeah. enough. But if it's not clear... If you're listening to this, I'm very sorry for any way I hurt you in the past. Um, I pray that God... Oh, someone's saying, I pray that God will bring you back. I don't think I've heard anyone say that. No. I've heard it said about other people, so I'm sure it was said about me not to my face. I think anyone that I think would say that to me doesn't know what I actually believe because I don't tell them. (laughs) Because then they would say that. Because then they would say that. Uh, Coming out to your family about your expanded worldview. Mm. (sighs) Yup. Yup. Someone saying, everyone experiences church hurt, but not everyone leaves. Uh, Thankfully, I don't know that I've heard anybody say that. No. I'm sure, I mean, I know people do, but they haven't said it to me, so... 
<laughs> and then the one next to it has learning what gaslighting means and then an arrow to the previous box. Uh, removing yourself or being removed from the serve team or worship team or mm-hmm. leadership team. Mm-hmm. I'm putting whatever team in here. No, I don't join teams, so. <laughs> I'd have to be on a team player. to begin with. Uh, marking none or other on religion <laughs> on a form or a survey. I have not done that. I have not either. Uh, I didn't get bingo. I got two bingos. <laughs> I got double bingo. I got the first full column and then the third row. I have I have several that is just one missing. But anyway, well, if you were playing along at home, let us know if you got <laughs> bingo. If you were writing that it's down and keeping bingo. track. It's a sad bingo. It's a very sad bingo. But, you know, I think the important thing, and it says this under the title of Deconstruction Bingo, it's on here because it happens to so many. You're not alone. So, there you go. We've all been through this. It sucks, but we can all complain about it together. Did we establish what we're actually talking about today? I think it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, no, we, we haven't really talked about what we're talking about today. Um Here's how this came about. I wasn't sure what I wanted to talk about. I was looking for a topic and I don't know what compelled me to do this, but I was just like, I'm going to go on Christianity today and just see what people are talking about. Hey. (laughs) And surprisingly found a really interesting, cool article on there. um, Sometimes they get you. Sometimes. Every once in a while, the old CT is doing it. (laughs) The old um, CT. The old CT. Uh, so this is uh, an article by guy. We got the OT, named... the NT, and the CT. <laughs> <laughs> the current testament. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is an article by Andrew Wilson, and it's titled "If God is your father, you have seven mothers." Interesting. Which grabbed me and I was like part yeah. on um it's a short it's just a like a short little opinion piece I guess and but it's interesting he puts forth this idea that um according to scripture we all have seven mothers um because there are at least six individuals or entities in the Bible that are described as a mother to God's people. So you have Eve, the earth, the church, pastors, Christ, and God are all at points in the Bible described as mothers or motherly or whatever. So that took me on a rabbit hole down just the gender of God and why people get so butthurt when you say that God... Mm-hmm. doesn't either isn't a man or isn't male um i have started in my life referring to god as a she just for kicks and giggles because it makes me happy <laughs> and i mean but i say both um or sometimes i say they and i think it's been interesting i've noticed that doing that makes me feel more connected to mm-hmm. god i mm-hmm. guess or God feels more accessible instead of viewing him as like a father figure, old man in the sky kind of traditional yeah. thinking. I think it's and more I think it's more accurate and more accessible to everyone 
um, to seek God as neither or both and having qualities of all gender representations. Yeah. Um, so that's what I want to talk about. And I don't have a ton of like, uh, notes. I just thought we could No, chat. I love it. I think... Cool. No, I totally agree with you. I I think recently... Um, I think the first time I ever heard it, I heard God referred to as she in a like an official sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at church, uh, at the Episcopal Church, and I was... There, there was a guest uh, priest there um, giving the the sermon... And I, I, it was like this, it was, I think in one way it was like this, like thrill, kind of like a rebellion of like, she's saying she, oh, oh, doing something wrong, you know? But then at the same time, it, it, it wasn't as dramatic as this, but it was a little piece of what it felt like, and this is very niche, it was a little piece of what it felt like the first time I saw the scene in Wonder Woman when she comes out of the trench <sighs> and she's got, um, she's, and she's running across battle lines and she gets the full hero treatment and it hit me watching it. I went, oh, mm-hmm. this movie is different. Mm-hmm. They made this with me in mind. And I felt that way in that sermon where I was like, Oh, it's that connectedness that you're talking about. Like, Oh God can see me in a way that I haven't really thought about Mm -hmm. because it's not like the way I relate to all the males in my life. It's completely different. And, and I can relate in ways that, it's it that there's access there and it was a it was a huge thing and then of course it was really funny because i think it made mark a little uncomfortable Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and it was just very different for him he was like i don't know about it i just don't know about it and i'm like i know about it and it's great (laughs) (laughs) i'm telling you about it well i think we should maybe take a break before we totally dive into it now that oh we've gosh, we're already before. at a break, and we haven't even talked about anything. I know. I'm going to get another snack and some water, and when we come back, we will dive into the full shebang, the whole enchilada of the gender of God, I guess. <laughs> if the gender of God were an enchilada, we we would be, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to peel back. <laughs> The tor the, the, the tortilla. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna tease out that sauce. We're gonna we're gonna find out. Oh my gosh, I just choked on nothing. <laughs> oh Episode title? If the gender of God were a tortilla. Or no, sorry, we're, we're an enchilada. enchilada. I will highly consider that. <laughs> Oh, like right. we said, sometimes I have good ideas. Ooh. You have lots of them, and I appreciate every single one of them.
let's rock let's rock today <laughs> slap it shoot it kaboot it <laughs> and we're back hey. i had a thought i see i got up to get a snack and i had a thought and i was like oh i'll say that as soon as we get back gone totally gone gone i also have not taken my anxiety meds for two days now didn't um, mean to do that yeah Shouldn't do that. I don't have them. That's the issue is that I ran okay. out, realized it Saturday morning and was like, oh, shoot, I need to go pick them up today. Didn't. Forgot. Yeah, please and do that. today, Walgreens Pharmacy was closed. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe you should do that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Oh, w- but what I was going to say was we haven't at all talked about the fact that uh, to me it is fall. It's happened. It's fall. It's, it's fall. Fall it is. is falling. So I have the serotonin to counteract any anxiety <laughs> that might be happening. So who needs medicine? Oh, gosh. No, please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel better. I can stop well, taking it. No, 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 no. That's not how that works. <laughs> That's not how that works. Do, do, do. This is a service <laughs> announcement to all of our listeners. That's not how that works. <laughs> No, my uh, my genetics have not decided to reform my short alleles that make it so that dopamine and serotonin do not get where they're supposed to go in my brain. And therefore, you can't just stop taking your meds, people. Um, but it's uh, it's almost it's fall. fall. Yeah, it's fall. It's in my heart. It's fall. We have already had false fall one mm-hmm. and false fall one a. I'm not calling okay. it false fall two because it was just three days. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually false fall two is about a week. But we had false fall yeah. one a couple weeks ago. Um, we got the first taste of cool weather and, you know, um, and it was August and it was like, oh, school's back. Yay. For me, at least, um, it was more like just just screams, just flames on the side <laughs> of my face. Um, because yeah. August, and I think I've said this last August on the podcast, August is the worst month of the year. It's mm-hmm. the worst month. Everyone I work with knows that I hate August. Um, and I love August, but I also hate it, uh, because school's back and it is stressful. Yeah. We have our, at the, the university, we have our largest freshman class ever. Uh, and, um, part of my job is helping to coordinate, um, the, the freshman first year seminar class. So it's, uh, it's been a stressful couple of weeks. I can't imagine. And and on top of it, I got COVID. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes. That has also, that was part of it too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. August happened and then COVID happened. Uh, and we all got it, and I was the only one who really suffered. Everybody else kind of just had, like, a light cold. Um, I was <laughs> trapped in this room for <laughs> for three days. Um, Futile. Yeah. Uh, for three days only, because then everyone else had it, and I was like, well, can't isolate myself anymore. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Anyway, all that to say, no. fall is here. Uh We've we've gone through false fall one a, we're back into whatever the limbo is between summer and fall, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. we will hit true fall in about 
three weeks. Um, and it'll be true fall for maximum two weeks, and then it's winter. <laughs> I haven't I haven't put fall decor out yet, and I haven't either. I, and I was gonna do that today, and it's 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 made me quite sad. Anyway, um, <clears throat> back to the topic at hand. So, God, woman, <laughs> women, gods, goddess. Topic at hand, God. <laughs> <laughs> He, he's always the topic at hand. Is he not? Let the church say amen. <laughs> God and their enchilada. Yes. When I was doing my brief research is a strong word for this, but my Googling, I was like, okay, I want to see what people think about the, uh, I already knew, but what people have written on the internet on the topic of God being a woman. And I now, I'm glad you're sitting down for this because oh, it's gosh. shocking. This is a shocking thing. A lot of people don't like thinking about God as a woman. I know. Take a minute. Uh, what? Take a I, moment. Are you kidding me? I am. No, I would not kid you about this very serious topic. Um, yeah. So I, I'm going to read an excerpt to you. This what something you were talking about earlier kind of reminded me, but this is from um, the good old Christianity.com. Uh, and this is it's a, a piece titled Is There a Mother God by Dr. Michael A. Milton. And he writes, There are times when something is said in an event that makes you shift a bit in your seat. And there are times when things are said that make you get up and leave your seat. <laughs> this article is about the latter. Oh, no. I was at a college graduation in Washington, D.C. when I heard the phrase, Our Mother, during a prayer before the invocation. <laughs> I opened my eyes, I lifted my head, acutely aware that I could not participate in this prayer, and watched the cleric could not. read her main... Could not. Could acutely not. aware he could not participate. Um, and I watched the cleric read her manuscript, unfailingly but consistently, reinforcing her deity with female pronouns. She concluded the invocation by citing her spiritual authority. In the name of our great mother, we pray. Amen. My wife stared at me and mouthed a voiceless question in a single word. What? Can God be mother? The short answer, the unequivocal response, is no. However, the university chaplain's reference to God or God as mother was not new. After all, the European Union celebrated the goddess Europa, the namesake for the continent, by engraving the Greek mythical consort of Zeus on the Euro in 2013. Europa was seduced by Zeus by taking the form of a bull, carried away, and raped. I don't know what this has to do <laughs> with the article. So much. Anyway. What? While it has been at least two millennia since Westerners referred to a deity as female, there, have been, there has been a revival of sorts. The Bible, for instance, in Romans 1, teaches us... <laughs> sorry. Teaches us that there is a fallen urge in man to appropriate Almighty God into a deity of one's own preferences, to reject God our Father, incarnate in the Eternal Son, Jesus Christ, and to replace him with an imaginary goddess is nothing if not heretical and inevitable. <laughs> I, so okay <laughs> the drama to the I, absolute drama. When, since when were uh, when, when did we decide we were replacing god with an imaginary goddess where's that train i want to i want to see what that's because, like because because the idea that god could be a woman is so 
so outside of the realm of possibilities that it must be a different goddess when someone talks about God as a mother. Here's what I don't understand, and here's what's really here's what's here's what's really getting me right now. Here's what's really just giving me flames is mm-hmm, mm-hmm, what. Mm-hmm. Why are why why are we so concerned? Why do we care? Why do we care? Gender yeah. is something that we have as humans that we created as like this thing of of organi- organizing ourselves into groups mm-hmm. as far as like you know you people over here, you all have these parts and so we're going to mm-hmm. call you that gender. Um and we created a binary and it was mm-hmm. dumb and well, and not every civilization did. No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> we did. And by we, we I mean white Christians. Us Anglo-Saxons over here. Yes. Um, and not white Christians. But, I but, just, yeah. Well, no, but here's the, here's what's, here's what's really gassing me up right now. Is like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, Preach on it. Speak we, on it. <laughs> we can sit here and believe that God created the universe mm-hmm. with not even not even hands just did and it he spoke it into existence and it existed and c- created everything and all of the things that we can believe that god does and what and and we get hung up on pronouns yeah yeah yeah. We get hung well, up on, do we call him he or she? What? Really? Well, I can tell you why. Because Dr. What was this guy's name? <laughs> Dr. Milton has an answer for that question. Um, because he outlines um, motherhood of God in the Bible. Does God reveal himself as a mother or as a woman? No. But before considering why we should honor God as he reveals himself, let us slightly adjust the question before us. Let us put it like this. Does the Lord use maternal qualities in self-revelation? Yes, he does. Indeed, the references are many and touchingly beautiful. Okay, so he goes through all these references that we're going to talk more about later, but God as a nurturing mother hen, a mother eagle, a mother bear, and Jesus likening himself to a, a disconsolate mother hen looking for wayward chicks. Okay, goes through all that and then says... Uh, it is important to attend to the most obvious feature of these scriptures. The Almighty God, or a biblical writer speaking of God, says that he is like a mother. To be clear, the Bible never says that the Lord God is Mother God. The Bible declares that the Lord is like the universally admired maternal instincts. The Lord uses similitudes to help us to understand his instinctive, loving, nurturing, compassionate attitude towards humankind, and the church. These highly expressive similitudes, like being a mother, or being like a mother, are divinely placed so that we can understand God by the familiar things around us. However, in scripture, the comparisons to mothers or maternal instincts are not transformed into declarations of divine identity. God is like a mother, never is God revealed as female or as a motherly being. And words matter. Do they? So here's um, here's the thing. Those maternal instincts. Let me let me pick on let me pick on one piece of that. Um, those maternal instincts that he's established as 
universally, what is it? Universally admired. Is that what you said? Um, let me go back to that part. Universally admired. Admired maternal. Maternal. Yes. So, um, hmm. So God, so these beautiful images of God being like a mother mm-hmm. to this man, they are, um, it's only because that those are the socially acceptable performative versions of being motherly, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. that God would ever use them. Uh, because that's, that's, that's what we accept as being motherly. Um, and so that's why we're able to describe God as motherly in those instances. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That, that annoys me. Uh, here's the thing. God doesn't have a gender. No. <laughs> no. God is outside also, of gender. He is outside mm-hmm. of, the, of, of humanity. They are outside of... We can believe that God is three persons but also one, and we can't believe that god is outside of gender here's what i find fascinating um and he said this in the first bit but then like later on i'm just kind of skimming through the rest of this um again god is like a mother eagle like a mother hen blah 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 god's identity is revealed in christ as male and in the godhead as our father yet jesus condescends to his children with a motherly love that we can understand that's a whole other thing I find it fascinating, first of all, that Dr. Milton thinks that God picked up a pen and wrote parts of the Bible, um, or talks as though he did. I also find it fascinating that he describes God as revealing himself as a man, as declaring that he's a man. I forget where that was. I lost it in this article. Um, Oh, in self-revelation. Does he reveal himself as a mother or a woman? No. So God, who has no body, no physical being, (sighs) can reveal himself as a man. And you are so sure that that is what he is and can be nothing else. But when Susan tells you, actually, they're not Susan... Susan is transgender and Susan is actually Daniel and it reveals that to you. That's where you have an issue. That's where mm. you have an issue. This is a very good now, point. Now we can't, now we can't respect people's self, self revelations about gender. D- Dr. Milton, please explain to me. I, I just have, I, it's so annoying. It's so annoying. It's, it really is. It's, and here's what I, well, continue your thought. Oh. No, it's just, I, there's so much surrounding the context of, and this goes back to our bingo, um, you know, going, going back to um, that feeling about like you're reconsidering um, biblical infallibility, where mm-hmm. I have to, I have to, have to, have to think about not only the context in which scripture was written, in which, you know, there were different, not that our, our patriarchal system translates directly to when the Bible was written, because it doesn't, Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. um, but that there were different roles going on. Mm-hmm. I also think that there, I, I, and I could be wrong. Again, I'm not a theologian, but I think there was intentionality behind God sending his son as a man mm-hmm. in a society that respected the the religious authority of men. Right. A woman could not have been a rabbi. Right. Like, you know. I, I don't, I don't understand why that's such a huge cognitive leap mm-hmm. of like God choosing a man because that's who people were going to listen to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think here's my theory. And this, I was thinking about this even just as we were talking about how we think about God's gender and the, uh, almost like sense of affirmation that it that comes with as a woman seeing God as a feminine figure as well, or not just as a masculine figure. I feel like it is, I think one, it's the issue that in our society, we live in a society, and feminism, well, no, femininity is always seen as less than or worse than masculinity in pretty much every situation. Um, Women are constantly told to identify with male stories and male characters and male journeys and male whatever. Men are not expected to do the same for female stories and female characters. Um, And so I think men, it like makes them uncomfortable to suddenly not be able to relate to God in the same way or Mm. imagine God Mm -hmm. in the same way because they don't see themselves in a female God. Whereas women are expected to are expected to and really even because we're expected to be subjugated by a male authority figure. We were just the helpmates. So like, which I also have more to say about that. That's a whole kind of separate. But um, yeah, I feel like it's almost like I mean, not to bring it back to like male privilege, because that's not exactly where I'm going with this. But it's not where you're going, but it's definitely there. It's, I'm taking a dip. It feels similar to men being, their awareness being drawn to something when suddenly it's not about them. You know? Yeah. And um, that makes me sad to think that 50% of the population, of course, we're obviously talking very in binaries right now. um, But... 50% of the population of the earth has less accessibility to feeling made in the image of God because people insist on God being a man when you're right. Right. God does not have a body. God is a spirit. And a lot of Christian people will also admit that obviously God doesn't have a body. And because of that, like God, God transcends gender. (laughs) And that should not be hard to grasp. And I'm with you. I don't understand why that is such like a mind blowing thing. You know, and I, I might get a little bit 
this might get a little bit off the rails here, but I, I'm suddenly thinking about like this whole idea of the Imago Day of like we we were made, and I, could I say that more with a Kentucky accent? But um, the Imago Day, <laughs> the Imago Day um, that we're made in the image of God, and that that to me means all of these situations, whether it's cisgender male, cisgender female. Or all across the broad spectrum of gender that there is, that's Mm -hmm. all made in the image of God because God does not fall on the binary either. Right, right. Heads up, God's (laughs) non-binary. So, I mean, like... God is trans, everyone. (laughs) It's like, I... I don't understand why, and this is a whole thing that's, for me is is big on many fronts it's like why we have to put god in boxes that we created mm-hmm. in order to understand god yeah we we can't understand the concept of a deity who does not group them you know group themselves in the way that we do um that does not have the same hierarchical rule over people that we seem to want to have so we mm-hmm. just we put it in we put the situation in these in these categories in the in these boxes and in these um only if you say the prayer this way and only if you believe these particular things can you really truly know god um and and i don't I mean, I understand that the unknown is scary mm-hmm. and that when we don't understand something, a lot of times we push back against it, but I have found a lot of comfort in not understanding and not not being able to contain what God is yeah. in one particular box. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I draw a lot of comfort from the idea that God is not just a male authority figure in my life. Mm-hmm. And and if that's if that's wrong, fine. <laughs> yeah, same. honestly, rather be wrong. Yeah. Because at least I'm still trying to engage. Right. We're not sitting here right. trying to create new gods that are no. suddenly female. No. Yeah. I think I think what those illustrations of God as a like a mother this, like a mother that, it's giving us the opportunity to appreciate the qualities of God that people are not seeing when we look at it from a a, a male standpoint that we're not thinking mm-hmm. about. It's a different performative situation over there. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's opening up that opportunity to say, hey, God's not just this one thing. God's mm-hmm. a lot of things and a lot of things that can relate to you. Right. I also have a lot of feelings about this whole like a mother thing because I feel like we're expecting it to be a very genteel, like, um, pretty, like, cutesy, caring, loving mother. Mm-hmm. I've, I've had some conversations with my toddler today that... <laughs> Don't fit in any of those categories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a lot of things that mothers do that we don't highlight, that we don't we don't promote in our society as a 
motherly quality that have been motherly qualities for centuries that um, are not pretty and they're not simple and they're not all full of hugs and kisses and snakes and snails and puppy dog tails. It's, mm-hmm. um, it's a lot of teaching and, and discipline and, and, and keeping someone alive <laughs> and yeah, it's dirty and it's gritty and it's hard. It's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, thinking about God as a mother, it overwhelms me in the be- in the best way because I think about how I love my sons mm-hmm. and how much I care about their formation and their their upbringing and and how they see the world and how much they frustrate me to no end mm-hmm. <laughs> and how even when I need to step away from them and take a breath because I'm so angry. I still want to run to them and hug them. I still want to hold them in my arms. And that's the comforting thing about thinking about God as a mother, not like a mother, but Mm -hmm. as a mother. Because I see that in every quality of God, regardless of what pronoun is attached to it. Mm -hmm. Is this is the God that will run to me even when I am being a child. (laughs) You know? An insolent toddler. Yeah. Yeah. And I think to demean those qualities of God as just being like a mother Mm -hmm. really misses the point of who God is. Yeah. Um, I do want to come... Well... So the the point of what is a mother and how that relates to God is a very good segue into this next article that I really love because it does address that at the bottom. And I really don't want to read this whole thing because that's not what this podcast is. But I'm going to read a lot of it. It's not very long because it's like I can't say it in a better way. So I'm just going to read what um, Reverend Eric Noss says. He says it better. Um, So, excuse me. So he's, this is um, an article, the Moody Church, and it's um, titled God's Feminine Attributes. Um, Back from 2011. Hey. Which I had a moment of being like, oh, that's not from that long ago. That's 11 years ago. Yeah. Um, So. He says, does God have feminine attributes? At first blush, many of us in conservative Christian circles may squirm a bit at the suggestion, but why should we? To be sure, Jesus in human nature was male. It's also true that God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are each consistently referred to in the Bible with male pronouns, he. As such, it is biblically faithful to refer to God as he, and he delights in revealing himself by way of a number of male metaphors, such as a father or a husband. However, we must never make the mistake of claiming that God in his divinity is intrinsically male. The Bible is clear that God is spirit, and as such, he is not gendered. When we call him father, we do not mean that he is male, like human fathers are. Rather, we mean that he relates to us like a human father does. Mm -hmm. He provides for, protects, leads, and even disciplines us like the best human fathers do, only better. 
Likewise, when the Bible speaks of God as a husband, it does not claim that God is male, but that God jealously guards his relationship with his people like a good husband loves and protects his wife. Consider this. It is only when both men and women are created in Genesis that God is fully imaged. Imat? No, imaged. Um, so God created, which Genesis 127, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God he created him. Male and female, he created them. In fact, the first time we see God declaring that something is not good is when Adam finds himself alone in the garden. Why did God need to create... This is the this is the point. Why did God need to create both genders before mankind fully displayed the image of God? One reason is that God is intrinsically one and yet three, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three persons, and one divine being. Especially when man and woman come together as one flesh, we see the Trinity on display, unity and diversity. Through their diversity in maleness and femaleness, Adam and Eve displayed some of the diversity within the Godhead. Yet in their oneness as human beings created of the same stuff and coming together in mission and sexual union, they displayed their oneness with God. So what does this imply for all of God's attributes? Just this. God has feminine attributes as well as masculine, or perhaps better said, God has attributes which both men and women image uniquely. So this is also kind of more of a complementarian, but whatever. Um, there are things about God that men more directly put on display, and there are things about God that women more directly put on display. I would argue individuals put yeah, different aspects same. of God on display, yeah. but that's me. Um, and then it goes through a few examples of God revealing himself as feminine characteristics and metaphors we've talked about a lot of them but um god comforts his people like a mother comforts her child like a woman would never forget her nursing child god for never forgets his children god is like a mother eagle hovering over her young god seeks the lost like a housekeeper trying to find her lost coin god care cares for his people like a midwife that cares for the child that she just delivered God experiences the fury of a mother bear robbed of her cubs, and Jesus longed for the people of Jerusalem like a mother hen longs to gather her chickens under her wings. And then he ends saying, Having four children of my own, I've seen firsthand how uniquely gifted women are to nurture, and I've watched my wife care for each of our four children. Um, and who would ever crit criticize a mother's child in front of her? They had better be ready for mama's wrath. And likewise, when we think of God's love for those who are reconciled to him in Jesus— we not only think of a strong, protective, and wise father, but we can also bask in his tender, nurturing, comforting care that is most seen beautifully in a mother's love for her child. What a dynamic God we worship. Again, he, this author obviously operates off more of a very complementary, a complementarian yeah. philosophy. But I think even in all that, it hits the points of God's protectiveness is not just as a father. I would also say that is also a maternal attribute if we're talking one versus the other. Um, and I just really like the the point that the image of God was not fully imagined until male and female were created. It wasn't just God made Adam in his image and then Adam was lonely and so like whatever. Well, Eve I think that's a disconnect for a lot of people is they is they is they look at Genesis and they go, oh, Adam needed a helper. And so exactly. God made Eve. No. Yes. No, no. The, and, and maybe this is an incorrect looking way of looking at gender, but like 
when we talk about gender being a spectrum and it being a construct, I do <laughs> think about it as like the pioneers on each end of like, mm-hmm. this is like straight up cisgender male and cisgender female. And then in between there is like this, this just like, I, I literally visualize it in my head as like a, as like a, uh, like, like how they would illustrate in a book, like the light spectrum where it just is like, <laughs> yes, it's, it's, it's complex and it's, it spreads, it spans out. And so when I hear that of like that, that, that the full image of God was not created until both male and female were created, I'm seeing like males created and I can start to see like this, visual spectrum start to form and it's Mm -hmm. building and building and building and building and it's not done until the end cap is there on the other end you know so i you know in a way i i really appreciate that image obviously like i think i do think that individuals possess all of those qualities regardless of like what label we put on them but i think i think what i appreciate about that is that like we don't we don't have to have one perspective on Mm -hmm. the qualities of God. And we really shouldn't because if we have only that one perspective, we've really limited what God looks like and who God is, you know? Yeah. And the irony is I almost think it's more important for people who have a very defined idea of gender and men do this and women do this. I think it's more important for those people people to see god as a father and a mother because if you're only seeing you know traditionally masculine attributes of god you're missing half of the character of god like Mm -hmm. me even if i did only see god as a father i think fathers can be whatever they want to be i think mothers can be whatever Mm -hmm. they want to be you know i had a mom and a dad who did a lot of both right um but i'm you know so I don't know how we fix that divide. I don't know how we do that, but you know, <laughs> um, uh, I also wanted to say we've kind of danced around this, and this really isn't on the topic of God's gender. This is just gender on the whole. I've heard, I did not come up with this. I've heard a lot of people say this, but I feel like it is also important in this discussion about when people say that like people are either male or female because God created them male or female. God also created day and night, but he also made sunsets mm-hmm. and dusk and dawn and the in-between times. So that I think it goes back to just putting God in a box yeah. of being like, well, yeah. he made land and he made sea. And it's like the shore exists, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it's there's, both. There's, there's high tide and low tide, you know? Yeah. So I, it, it's not, I don't know. God didn't break everything up into a box. The writers yeah. of Genesis did. But God because, didn't necessarily because do it that. helped in order to interpret the world. It's it's a, it's simplifying. It's a creation myth. That's what it's supposed to do. Is it's supposed to find a, a supernatural explanations for how we got here and what mm-hmm. we you know what we do with that. And it it right. reveals. I think it genuinely it reveals to us the nature of God mm-hmm. uh, through generations of oral history that was then written down not mm-hmm. that it's totally infallible but that it it does it it is not devoid of human perspective yes yes god yeah. is devoid of human perspective 
until he became man of blah 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 blah. But yeah, the the what I mean by that is it's God is outside of that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I also there was a comment on this article that just kind of made me smile, and I I don't know really how I feel about this, but this person said, um, "Excuse me, hello, Reverend. Very well articulated. Thank you so much." Um, Adam says in Genesis 2.23, that Eve was flesh of his flesh, and she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. So as you say, although we see Adam as male, it seems to me that he was actually both, and God separated his feminine side for Adam to gain a full appreciation of it in order to have full communion with God and recognize his feminine side. I'm not saying I agree, but that is an interesting That's an take. interesting thought. That's a, that's a hot Interesting right perspective. Yeah, yeah. Um... Huh. Adam was also non-binary. Scalding hot take. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The episode title, heads up, we're all non-binary, including God. (laughs) We're all (laughs) non-binary in the image of God. (laughs) Well, you know, I, I just think it's sad. I really think it's very sad to limit your understanding of God in such a way that you think... To even call God she or they is is creating a new God that is not is God. heresy. Is heresy. Like, heresy is nah, a strong dude. word. <laughs> I am just trying to appreciate those qualities of God that don't fit into this structure that we've created. Mm-hmm. And, and that also, maybe at that moment... Like you were saying earlier, maybe at that moment, I need they God. I, I mm-hmm. need God the spirit that is everything and nothing yeah. and and all the in-betweens. Maybe mm-hmm. in that moment, I need Mother God. Mm-hmm. Maybe, They're... maybe, maybe in a moment, I need Father God, you know? Yeah. There have been a lot of times I feel like Daddy in... God. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, that's okay. Um, there have been a lot of times I feel like in my grief journey where, like, it, it's just more comforting. I don't know to to picture God as being a mother. And not that dads can't be comforting. They can be. But I feel like in missing my own mom, seeing God as a mother is so much more comforting. I did not mean to get emotional talking about that. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, I know when I lost my dad, I think a lot of people, and I think they say this about not just like when your dad has passed away, but... People, I think, tend to throw around, like, if you didn't have an earthly father, it's okay, because you have a heavenly father. And, oh, like, gosh, yeah. yes, in a way, I don't think the two, I don't think one really replaces the other in the same way, but... It's um, maybe not the right moment, Carol, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I do kind of get the sentiment of that, of, like, when I just want a hug from my mom, like, Mother God is who I need in that moment. And sometimes I need Father God, and sometimes I need they, them God, so. 
and god is all of that that's not like it's not that god is not any of that he's all of that yeah they're all of that i think too like just looking at it from the perspective of like okay does anything that god has done or will do or can do or won't do does any of that change according to what pronouns i attach no right no no it doesn't it doesn't change who god is to suddenly give give space for what we have seen as attributes related to mother or related to father or related to right. whatever it's it's our way of relating to god and it and i think in those illustrations really that's like i said it's it's god's way of creating an opportunity it's god coming to us and saying mm-hmm. here here is how i am relating to you you use your words to describe it as mother right it's just god it's not imagine- mother or father or anything it's it is just god we are the ones yeah. who have said it's like this or it's like yes that. i mean i think about when god appeared to moses and you know i'm sure at one point well no said i am the god of your forefathers abraham and isaac and jacob whatever um but just i am what i i am the i am i am who i am mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's it the the i'm sure i imagine the presence of god is more than the human mind can comprehend Big they them energy. Big they them energy. I am. <laughs> you know? Huh? I am. Just I, like, you know, it doesn't get, it doesn't yeah. get more, more non. Yeah. Elohim. Know. That's it. <laughs> period. Um, yeah. So just the idea that like inferring that if God had a body, it would have a vagina is so upsetting to people. Like, come on. Come on. Come on. Right. I thought it was interesting. I also briefly looked into um, Jewish and Muslim uh, theology on Mm -hmm. whether or not this was an argument that happens in those religions. Is it just us? (laughs) I... It seems like it's just us that cares this much. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong. That's fair. Um, That's correct. Jewish... Yeah. Jewish culture is pretty... It seems... Uh, pretty understanding that God is not a person with a gender. Um, and the same in Islam, it seems um, there were several articles that I read, but all of them pretty much agreed that in Muslim theology, Allah is beyond gender, right? Yeah. Um, and But similarly to Christianity, a lot of younger people like tend to embrace gender-neutral pronouns, for a lot, but older people don't like that. It makes yeah. them uncomfortable. Um, and I think that's just, you know, I, a lot of that is patriarchy, generational, etc. Um, I do also briefly want to go back to the original article. Um, just to, just to say that we did, just because it started just, it all. Just so that we can. <laughs> and I think it's interesting to, now that we've talked about, femininity of god what else you know these seven mothers that we have um briefly 
So Eve, obviously the mother of all humanity. Mm -hmm. um, I thought it was interesting <laughs> that uh, um, this author, Andrew Wilson, um, says Eve is the source of breath, the life giver for humanity. Um, given that her main achievement at this point is eating the forbidden fruit and passing it to her husband, that is a fairly remarkable statement, which it's talking about the Hebrew word mm -hmm. for Eve. Um, but her name is given as a promise of hope. Adam is a dust man whose sin begins death. Eve is a life woman whose seed will make war on the serpent and crush its head. Yo. A dust man. Adam was a dust man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly um so uh the earth is also seen as a mother um in job he makes a statement that he will return naked to his mother's womb when he dies um which the idea of mother earth is not new it's been around for a long time but again this like idea of creation and creating mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is seen as very feminine um Paul makes a lot of connection to uh, the Jerusalem above that is free. I'm, uh, you know, um, and people coming to Jerusalem like children returning to their mother, um, which is very sweet. Uh, Paul presents himself as a mother to the Galatians, my dear children, for whom I am in the pains of childbirth until Christ is formed in you, which. I just love the image of Paul being so frustrated with early churches and being like, I am in labor pains with you. Like I have had it. I need y'all to get it together. I am pushing. The contractions are happening and y'all well, are not getting out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to give you all life. Get you started. Get you I'm going. I'm really doing my best. And you're not. It's not. Yeah. Um, We've said this a few times, but Jesus himself um, says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often have I longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were not willing. Um, the thing that I always really love about that, too, is because now that I'm, you know, TikTok exists. Yeah. Um, and I have, <laughs> I've gotten myself into a little bit of a, weird alley on TikTok where I watched a lot of videos of this woman who was hatching uh eggs. She was she was um incubating chicken eggs. Mm -hmm. And she learned a lot about like how to raise chickens and all this stuff and and there's I've been so I've gotten a lot of content about chickens. <laughs> okay. And uh one thing that I have learned about chickens a lot recently is that like, um, they will sit on any eggs. It does not matter if they, if they lay them or not, they will sit on them mm -hmm. and claim them. They are theirs now. Um, <laughs> okay. They will do this with live chicks too. Like, Nope, that's my chick. This is mine now. This, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm taking care of this one. It's me. It's mine. Uh, and they don't, <laughs> they, they don't care. They will, any of them, they'll, they, you know, mm -hmm. but of course, chickens do a lot of weird stuff, too. Um, so you can't, you know, it's an imperfect metaphor, but, you know, <laughs> um, but and, and I like that idea 
of of Jesus being like a mother hen too is just like what oh nope you ran away from mom no 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 I'm right here you're mine now um I just, <laughs> get on under here babies <laughs> I I like that idea that like it doesn't matter who you are who where you came from what mm-hmm. you know where you popped out of but (laughs) it's like that 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 chicken i don't want to say the word undercarriage because that is such a terrible (laughs) word but like the you know how they stand up and it's like underbelly it's like all those feathers create this like yeah it's like if a chicken were that rainbow um tent thing that you played with in elementary school yes yes that's and it and it just like spreads around and it's like how many do you have under there (laughs) and you never know and i'm rambling (coughs) at this point but i do really love the image of christ like a mother hen um and thinking about the chicks trying to get out and trying to run away and and be like no i don't want you and the hen just being like no no these are my babies i am a i'm a producing chicken this is me i just i really love that yeah that is very it it's it's heartwarming to think about it Mm -hmm. in that way so and honestly that helps me relate to jesus in ways that like i have a hard that too you know we've talked about before that like um the holy spirit is my favorite um and i know that that's wrong um but i do sometimes have a hard time relating to jesus because i think there's like a tremendous amount of like you have to get past like a lot of guilt to get to jesus sometimes where it's like oh you did all of this for me i'm so sorry you had to like yeah but i think that is my access road when jesus starts talking about his qualities as Mm -hmm. a mother i'm like okay you care it's not just you're not just the the quote-unquote savior like savior in the in this sense of like you needed this and so i did this for you and Mm -hmm. i have a lot of issues with like owing people that's a thing but it goes back to the penal substitution atonement yeah yeah, theory of you know being taught that you might as well have crawled up and nailed Jesus's hands to the cross yourself. You evil sinner. Mm-hmm. You killed Jesus. Like that's very, that's a lot. Because <laughs> it's like, just a lot. Because as a mom, I understand even more now that, and not that like motherhood is like the only thing anybody can aspire to be. Like I'm, I make it sound like you can't access Jesus unless you're a mother. Like, I don't mean that. It's just a different, it's It's just a different thing. But I understand now as a mom, there is literally nothing my kid could do to make me not love him. Yeah. And that, and so being able to have those qualities attached to Jesus really does help me access who Christ is and, and Mm -hmm. what that sacrifice really meant in a way that male traditional male qualities couldn't yeah a hundred percent as we're wrapping this up i want to give a shout out to a different article um because it's not exactly on this topic but we kind of talked a lot about eve and being a helper and such um another christianity today article they're on a roll with me right now um, by Carmen Joy Imes, I-M-E-S, 
I'm not sure how she would say that, but um, the article is called Helper. You keep using that word for women. <laughs> and then subtitle, but it doesn't mean what you think it means. You keep <laughs> using that word, but I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's really, really interesting. And it starts off talking about like Lifeway did a study about American Protestant churches and what they feel comfortable having women do in leadership roles, all of that, you know, um, but going into a lot of what does the Bible mean when it talks about the word helper, um, mm. the fact that that word, which I'm trying to find the original word, I know it's in here, ezer, ezer, I, I, it's been a long time since I took Hebrew classes, I'm mm-hmm. very sorry, but, so we're gonna say ezer, um, like a real Kentuckian, ezer. Ezer. Um, but that's the, the, like, helper word that's used to describe Eve, but it's also used throughout the Bible to describe a lot of people, including God, as a helper. And so, obviously, it's not a subservient thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and brings up, it, it's more of like a necessary ally or a central partner. Um, and brings up the fact that Adam and Eve are equally punished after the Garden of Eden. Adam was not the only one responsible. Eve was equally responsible Mm -hmm. for all of creation and therefore was equally punished because they were equal. They were equals. (laughs) Equally made in the image of God. Equal. Equal. (laughs) So uh, if you want to read about that, maybe we'll do an episode about that later on. But it was really, really cool. Um, I really like that article. So thank you, Christianity Today, for giving me two really good thought-provoking articles about women that good old ct ladies yeah this This is a good discussion it i I think uh i think i actually i i had some feels there yeah i cried i I wasn't expecting i cried a little bit yeah yeah i laughed i cried it moved me bob (laughs) (laughs) This episode uh, had everything. <laughs> uh, any any final thoughts for the people? Anything? Uh, My final thoughts for the people. You know, don't let don't let yourself or anybody else limit God to you. God is an all access pass, and I think I've had a lot of feelings lately about. This idea of Jesus saying, I am the gate. And, and you know, how how it, he says that that's a narrow passage. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to be thinking about that narrow passage as our inability to follow in, in the way that God wants us to follow. It's not that God is limited. It's that we don't get with the program. And so it's really funny. I think about it, this paradoxical gate that is so huge and so open and so like accessible, but somehow we still can't squeeze through it. You know, I Mm -hmm. I think we put so many limits on things and we get so caught up about stupid stuff that we forget 
some of the more important things about God, one of them being that whatever categories of gender we may have, God has all of it. And, and God can relate to all of it and loves all of it and created all of it. And that's important. Amen. I agree. Um, and we also love all of it and we love you guys listening, listeners, friends. Uh, stay tuned. You know what? And stay communed, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. This episode of Couch Communion was produced by us. We don't have a team for this. Music by Grace Mason. Cover art by the wonderful Sarah Mullins at Dr. Frank and Sarah on Instagram and Twitter. If you like what you heard, check us out on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else podcasts are found. New episodes every Friday. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.